Hi, it's the Mindful Bipolar Podcast. My name is Damien. Thank you for tuning in. So, just a few days ago, I feel like I've finally come out of, uh, recovered from a pretty bad, super irritable depression that I had for a few weeks. Um, you know, it's been, it's been uh, a couple years since I had felt that depressed, and I had forgotten what depression was like, what it was about. I, I didn't even remember my depressions being as irritable, but uh, my mother had said to me, oh, I remember this is exactly how you were, you know, and a, a time before that you were irritable, and time before that I had forgotten you know, I also forgotten just it just how much it just sucks the life out of me. Like I don't want to do anything or go anywhere or be with anyone or you know practice some of the self care activities that I have been practicing for a little while now. Um, but I uh, I did try to practice self-care and get better and not just wallow in my sorrow and my misery and my sadness. Uh, I have been exercising, you know, almost every day each week for a couple of years. But uh, when I was depressed, I was down to like two or three days, which was still, you know, better than not exercising at all. I mean, I would definitely feel a little better after I exercised, have a little more energy and a little more motivation, but it just didn't seem to last as long as it had been lasting for me. You know, meditation, I've also, you know, I've talked about that a lot, but I, and I meditate every day, but when I was depressed, it wasn't every day, it was four or five times a week, um, and when I'm depressed and I'm meditating I'm, <clears throat> and I'm sitting and being still and being present, I just feel like when I'm depressed, that's what's happening anyway. And it's hard for me to just focus and concentrate on on nothing and, and just be in the moment. It was very difficult. I mean, even though I did the meditations, they weren't helping me as much. But I, I definitely think they, they were helping. Um... I read a uh, a really good article on bphope.com and the title of it is Seven Steps to Take If You Think You're Becoming Depressed. And the first step is to tell someone, you know, a therapist or a psychiatrist or a, a close family, someone in, in your close family or a friend. And that is something that I never used to do would was to tell anyone that I was feeling depressed. I would just sit in it and live in it and not very well. Um, and, you know, when I would go and see my psychiatrist or my therapist, I wasn't, I was rarely honest about exactly what was going on. You know, what was going on in my life that I felt was making me feel so bad. Uh, or was I actually taking the meds I had been prescribed. 
So this time around with the depression, I I called my doctor pretty quickly. Uh, I probably about two weeks when I started feeling down, depressed, because I was worried. I didn't want to, you know, fall into a months long depression without trying to get some help because I, you know, I hate I hate depression. It fucking it fucking sucks. It sucks, and I know all of you will agree. It is a horrible thing, uh, you know, that, and we lose time in our lives because we're not able to do the things we want to do or to be with the people we want to be with. Um, so I did call my doc, and, you know, he did make some med changes. I talked about that in my last episode, and, you know, the two times prior to this depression, I had been in a you know a pretty mild depression. Also called my doc. He made some med changes, and I really felt like they started to help me after four or five days. And within a week, or maybe a little longer, I was feeling much much better out of the depression. This time, it did not happen so quickly, and I started to like get worried that the depression was going to last longer that I would need to call my doc and and maybe take more meds or a higher dose of something because I don't, you know, I'm sure like most of you, we we don't like to take meds and and especially any more medicine than we already take that has been helping us. You know, years ago, I used to take so many different kinds of medications and I never really knew what was actually working because I rarely took them as prescribed and rarely told my doctor the medicine I was actually taking. Or when I would talk to him, I would just want more of the the medicines that I was addicted to, like Adderall or Clonopin or Ritalin or Xanax, you know, not really caring if they were actually helping me, you know, but at least temporarily I felt they were. And then you know, after a while, they the the help the the help I was getting from the meds seemed to fall off. So yeah, this time uh, it took uh, you know a little bit longer. I'd say uh, more than two weeks till I felt like I was coming out of the depression. And I did also have a good appointment with my therapist, and I was honest with my therapist. I told her exactly what was going on. You know, it's funny because only one or two appointments before I had been hypomanic and I didn't even want to sit in the office with her. I couldn't wait to get out. I just, like, going through, like, wrote, like, okay, 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 see you next week, you know, see you next month, whatever. But this time, you know, I really, I told her everything, how I was feeling, what I thought was bothering me, so much that I felt like I was in this depression, what I hadn't been doing that I, I probably should have been doing. And she was very helpful. She uh, did the uh, EMDR treatment with me. I'm not sure what that stands for, uh, but it's uh, fo- I'm following a light going back and forth, and I'm focused on the light, and she's talking to me, and you know everything is calm and. And following the light, it's she asked me how fast I wanted to go, do I want to go slower. It really seems to help. I mean, it's kind of weird to say, but I, I think the EMDR did, you know, it does help that uh, 
that ability for your brain to just focus on one thing and then be talking and you're present. And the EMDR did help. And, you know, she also gave me some good ideas, some good tips for things that would help me. Uh, One of which is, you know, I've told her, like, I just, some days I just feel so overwhelmed with the things that I want to talk about on my podcast or the things that I want to write about. And I have all these articles and documents and notes saved electronically. And then when I look at them, I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I even get through this? How do I get to a point where I can sit down and talk or sit down and write? So, you know, her recommendation was that I get a binder, start printing things out, deleting some of the electronic stuff after I print it out, you know, and and read it over, make notes, you know, with a pen. Because I really, I really don't make many notes on electronic documents, uh, so that that has been helpful and the article that I'm talking about the seven steps to take if you think you're becoming depressed I printed out and I put it in my binder and I reread it a few times you know the second step in the article is to ask for medication you know and that's what I did some of us don't take meds some of us don't like to take any more meds you know but you know, talking to my doc and letting letting him know honestly what's been going on, you know, that I had been drinking more, that I hadn't been sleeping enough for a while, now I felt like I was sleeping too much. All the uh the information that I, I was able to to convey to my doc, you know, helped him, I believe, make uh a good uh, med adjustment and and start me on a new med, the hydroxazine, which I started to take for my anxiety, which helped my irritability. Um, and he knows, you know, I've been seeing him for several years, like, I can't take anything addictive anymore. So, you know, no Clopin or Ativan or, or Ritalin or Adderall. My God, I was, shit, I was probably addicted to Adderall for, I don't know, seven years. And, and when I would run out, just go on the street and get more, or, you know, a street jug that mimicked the effects of the Adderall. So, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't take any, anything else, uh, medication-wise, that's addictive. You know, the third step in the article, they said, let yourself cry. I will say there were a few times I really did just sit and cried, and I just let all the emotion in me come out with with the tears and with the the sobbing and the uh the the sighs and you know no one no one was around i was just in my room crying to myself or or maybe to my cat also <laughs> she sometimes looks at me with like i love you i guess but uh you know the crying does help um and you know, and holding it in, holding that depression in, those feelings of depression, and not letting it out does not does not help. I don't think get over the the depression. You know, wanting to just be numb. I I don't want to be numb, but when you're feeling depressed, you know, just I'm gonna just be numb and not think about it. You know, and I also start thinking about. Uh, making a call or two or text to, 
you know, get a drug that would help me pretty immediately as opposed to waiting days or weeks for a medicine. But I did not do that because I have learned from many years of addiction in this recovery that drugs are not the answer. You know, temporarily they help. They're a solution temporarily, but the long-term effects are, are not good for our moods and the episodes we're in and our lives. The fourth step in the article is to monitor your moods. I use the Mood Notes app. I do that every day almost. Uh, you know, just how much I slept, uh, what I want to do for the day, whether it's communicating with my daughters or the podcast or things I want to write about, uh, things that I want to do around the house, chores, you know, just, you know, it really, I think, is a good start for my day. So I'm, I'm making notes and I'm writing it down and saving it about what I want to do for the day and how my night was. And looking back over the days of my mood notes has also helped me to see patterns and, and things that I've done consistently or not done consistently. And it has helped. And I have read some of the mood notes to my psychiatrist when I've seen him a few times. And I think that has helped because it's not, you know, when you have that appointment with your, with your doc, your psychiatrist, it's like 15 minutes or a half hour data point, which is what they have to, to understand what's going on with you and to, to make med changes or, or recommendations or, you know, new scripts and, you know, but reading back over the days, some of the days before the appointment, it gives him a better perspective, I think, on what has been going on with me and lets him make a better, better decisions about what he can do that is in the best interest for me. So Moon Notes is a, a very good app. I know there are several other ones out there. I mean, even if you just journal in, in any type of word processing device or just or write notes, you know, and, and but keep them and organize them and, you know, keep them by date and, and, and do it consistently. You know, having that, I think, is very helpful. Uh, the fifth thing in, in this article from BP Hope is to make a list of all the things you enjoy doing. And when, you know, when we're depressed, that's, that's pretty damn hard. But, it, you know, it's nice to have a reminder from ourselves, that when we are feeling well, what we'd like to do and what comforts us, you know, just and seeing it written down or typed out and reading it, you know, not just thinking about it uh, helps. You know, I did, uh, I did uh, make a note card of past successes I've had. I did this when I was feeling depressed. I made a list of positive qualities I felt that I had. You know, when I'm depressed, I'm like, that's ah, not really positive. I don't really have that. But, you know, as I reread it and, and looked it over as the days went by, I'm like, ah, that's, that's true. That's good. I, I need to cling to that. I need to hold on to that and, and, and feel hopeful that I'm going to get better and all those qualities and successes are going to come back to me. You know, in addition to writing down things that you feel good about, and 
also, you know, small positive affirmations about your life and things that you want to do. Uh, another thing they recommend is commit to joining a group. I I did not do that, but I I what I really really want to do and plan to do is start working again part time. So it is like joining a group and you know being a little more social. I will feel more responsible and have more confidence in myself and and what I'm able to do in this ongoing recovery. So that's what I've been working on. I did fill out a couple more applications. I will probably be attending a certification training for peer support specialists, but that won't happen until June. So uh, I'm looking for uh, you know any kind of part-time work that's not going to be too taxing on my moods and on my on my schedule. Like which is you know I'm on a schedule. I I have to be to maintain my moods, you know, whether it's going to bed at night at the same time, getting up every morning at the same time, the meditation, the writing, the podcasting, taking care of my cat, uh, communication with my daughters. I, I have tried and I've been on a pretty good schedule for a few years now. So, uh, the sixth step in that article they talk about is exercise, and I have talked about that. There are amazing benefits from exercise, which I never knew anything about until I did it for a while consistently. I mean, I didn't feel the benefits after doing it for uh, a few days or even a few weeks, but you know, I'd say at least a month, and then I'm like, oh man, what was I missing? And it really uh, has the exercise really truly improves my mood and i always feel like the rest of my day is better and i'm more calm and i'm more present and i'm not as irritable and uh i don't feel maybe as down or i'm not as argumentative or and i'm not as moody i'm you know really close closer to my baseline after exercise the seventh step is to eat well and hydrate. Uh, I believe I talked about this one or two episodes ago, but I, I do drink a lot of water throughout the day. Uh, also, you know, I think that definitely helps. I mean, it also, I think with the medicines we take, it's good to have the water going through our system. Uh, you know... We can reach for carbs or sugar for a quick mood boost, but you know that only leaves us crashing sooner and feeling even worse. And then it also, you know, the the carbs, the sugar, I mean, it impacts our weight and it affects our self confidence and our mood. Uh, I mean, I used to always, you know, go for sugars or carbs or eat whatever I wanted to, and I, I definitely. Uh, had a pretty big weight gain uh, a while back, but uh, in the past uh, few months, I've lost almost 20 pounds because I have been mindful of my eating and also my alcohol intake. I mean, I don't, I rarely drink more than one or two glasses of wine in a sitting or beer. Um, 
So, I mean, feeling better about myself, about my weight, that I like how I look, um, I, it definitely helps. So, uh, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about exercise because it is such an important thing for all of us with bipolar and our moods. Uh, and I read, I read a great article, another one that I printed out put in my binder on the uh, medium.com website and the title is this is what exercise does to your brain you know it keeps us healthy helps us live longer it makes us smarter and happier too i mean all those things you know are true and uh it can also enhance our memory speed up reaction times Improve, atten- improve attention and alleviate depression. I mean, I think the exercise definitely helped because me when I was depressed, but because, you know, when I was depressed in the past, I never exercised, never. And I would sit and just, and just feel bad and it, I wasn't doing anything about it. Exercise definitely helps. Um, you know, scientists have... Uh, Uncovered ways that exercise impacts our brains. That, you know, working out increases levels of important hormones and neurochemicals that can help forge new connections between brain cells. Uh, you know, and, and uh, one, a professor of biology says exercise seems to be good for practically every function in the brain and body. You know, every time you work out, your muscles, fat cells, and liver release a variety of molecules into the bloodstream. Some of these molecules circulate through the body and travel up to the brain. Crossing the blood-brain barrier, they trigger a cascade of beneficial changes that can make you feel sharper and happier. You know, I... From my... From my exercise and from my schedule... And staying on it with the exercise, I, you know, I definitely think that's true. Talks about BDNF, which is important for all the basic processes related to learning and memory in the brain. BDNF is brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Helps build new connections or synapses between neurons. A process called synaptic plasticity that is thought to be the foundation for learning. You know, when I when I used to be depressed, I don't think I was learning anything or even tried to. I just, you know, I was depressed. So, this is a, a really good article. If you can find it on Medium, entitled, "What is This is What Bra- Exercise Does to Your Brain. You know, and he also says that anyone, or I should say she, the one, the woman who wrote it is, is called Dana G. Smith. That anyone who's felt a runner's high or just felt less crappy after a workout has experienced the way exercise elevates neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and endogenous opioids, also known as endorphins, endorphins which are critical for regulating mood motivation, and feelings of reward. I mean, how many of the meds that we take also, right, impact serotonin and dopamine, you know? 
almost all of them. So doing something natural to help that rather than relying on uh, a medicine, uh, you know, something that's not natural, uh, you know, I, I'm all for it. And, uh, you know, I hope if you're not, you know, exercising now, you might want to, you know, maybe think about starting, even if it's just going for a, a short walk or a jog or, you know, even if it's just, or just like working around the house and just being active, you know, doing something a few times a week, you know, it definitely helps. It'll get you started and then maybe somewhere down the line you'll get on a, a good schedule of exercise. You know, you go for a walk, your mood is lifted up, uh, this doctor says. Higher intensity workouts bring about cognitive improvements. But in practical terms, the doctor in this article says, the best exercise, exercise regimen is going to be one that you're enjoying and that you can get back to and go back to the next day. So... Highly recommend exercise. Uh, you can read, I'm sure, countless articles about the benefits of exercise on the body and the brain. So, I hope everyone is doing well and you're having, you know, a good start of the week. And, uh, you know, I, I always like to say that you can... Reach out to me um, at any time, uh, six.steelstrings at gmail.com. Thank you all very much for listening, and I hope you have a good rest of the week. And um, yeah, reach out to me anytime. Take care.